Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On 1250 AM, the fan, I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. And I still haven't changed out the open. Might as well just leave it now, but there were yeah. games. That time, there were games. And uh, yeah, it always a real ge- big one, by the way. Yeah, and I thank goodness I took the over in that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I there Look, there are years Kimberly didn't give up that many points in the season. Oh, it was unbelievable to watch. I, I tuned into that uh, on stream la- on a streaming thing last night, and I'm telling you, great offenses on both sides of the ball. Well, the only team I've ever seen give that up that many points, I think that Oak Creek team years ago, when uh, when our next guest, I'm only kidding about that. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I know he's on hold listening, so I'm just. I look if I don't mess with Coach Bart, he just goes, "What's the matter with you, man? You got to start messing with me." But I'll tell you what. Fond du Lac, I, 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 obviously they're extremely talented and a really good team, but I don't know if anybody thought they could put 70-what up on Kimberly. Well, it was, it was just nonstop. Kimberly could not stop them. And, after, and I've watched Fond du Lac several times this spring, and they've got an incredible backfield. That Braden Allen is a great running back. Their quarterback can really run. Presents a lot of problems for the defense. No doubt, absolutely no doubt. There was, uh, look, there there was some games last night. You know, Greenfield twenty two fourteen over West Dallas Hill in our area. There were some games going on. I see that South Milwaukee got a win against Pius. Um, I know that uh, uh, Greendale uh, played awfully well, and and so the season now comes to an end. And there's no playoff games. You know, there's nothing else going on. So at least pseudo wise, the, the the state champion, I guess, of the spring, you'd have to say was Fond du Lac, right? Well, I, I 
they, you know, there are there are other undefeated teams, but uh, I've seen most of the schools play this spring, and uh, Fondelac was by far the most impressive. And I'm telling you, it's just too bad we didn't have a Muskego Fondelac game. Oh to enjoy. boy. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if Ryan McMillan is uh, listening, he'd be like, hey, man, uh, we'll go right now. We'll, we'll head out there right now. Hey, one last thing that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about before we get to Mike, um, the Madison Club team, you know, they went out and they played, and I, I read that the, the, the coach who had put that together, I believe from Madison West, may have been let go because of what he did with, the, with putting together a Madison Club team. Did you read that? I did not read that, but I was told that that more than likely was going to happen. I just don't know any specifics about that. Yeah, I. You know what? I, I can tell you that when I read the uh, when I read the article, um, he said, "Look, I I knew well. I knew that there was a chance of this, but these kids deserve a chance to play, and I I understand. But they they're going to have to do what they have to do." But I'm just telling you that I did what I thought was best for these kids. And if that's going to lead to my firing, then so be it. But, yeah. you know, I read a couple of things and I and I listened to, to Brad Murphy talk a little bit. And he said, look, had I do it all over again? Yeah, I would. Because these kids, he said, in my view, they, they were not doing what was right for the health of these kids mentally. And I think that's what, what I was doing. And so be it. They they're going to have to do what they they're going to do, and I'll move on. But man, I wouldn't do it any other way because I thought what I did was correct. Yeah, bravo to him for taking that on. <laughs> yeah, I agree because it, you know that wasn't the two things I read and listened to him. It was not about that he missed coaching and he wanted to get some win. None of that. He just said, "Look, I I knew that there was a risk involved, but I thought it totally outweighed the risk to have these kids get a chance to play their last year and the mental side of what our kids were going through by watching everybody else throughout the state play and them not getting a chance to play." I, I said, "Okay, I'll 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 uh, I'll take the hit if there's a hit at the end of this thing." And and I, you know, in in a couple of weeks, either on this show or another show, I do. I'm going to reach out to Brad and, and and have him on to talk a little bit about his thought process behind that. Oh, that would be a great interview. Yeah, I look forward to that. Speaking of great interviews, that's called a segue in this business, man. <laughs> you can't beat Mike Bartholomew. You know, other than him not liking the winners. And leaving here, he's out in Vegas. He's now coaching at Faith Lutheran in Las Vegas. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm, excuse me, I'm very well. I'm great. Hey, what? Um, look, I know you're you're in Vegas, and I don't know if you you heard about what happened to this coach at, at Madison West, but you know his heart was in the right place on this thing. Oh, I read it. I, I read multiple articles on it. Uh, saw his interview online. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not all that surprised um, because, it, like Clark County out here, um, you know, and to segue into, you know, Las Vegas versus back in Wisconsin, you know, look of the look at the districts that didn't play: Madison, Milwaukee, and you know, out by us, Clark County. And we've had uh, Clark County has had like over 20 high school student suicides since this began. Wow. So, like, you can't tell me these people care about kids. You can't tell me that. I mean, because actions speak louder than words. 
And that's where this coach from Madison East, you know, he did the right thing because he, he cares about kids. Yeah, uh, Mad- Madison West. I'm sorry, uh, Coach. West. Yeah, I may yeah. have said Madison East. Madison West, uh, Brad Murphy, and, you know, it just was – the things I read, I, I just I don't know the guy. I've never talked to the guy, but I went look. I'm I'm in his corner because I like you, and and I know that Tom understands too the the mental health of all this, and right. and the toll that it's had on these kids. And you know, I, we all believe that that these kids being out and about and and or sitting in their home playing video games or being out on the field and doing it correctly, right, safely. Right. And I, we both, all three of us, I think, believe that that's what's best for these kids mentally. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've seen too many examples myself of of kids struggling with, you know, really the expectations of school and athletics, and you know, things being basically taken away from them, and it's changed so much. And uh, I, I would say, for the most part. Most schools have done a good job with it. I, I don't want to lump every school or every school district into what's happened in Madison, but um, it really speaks poorly for some administrators, doesn't it? Oh, I, again, you know, you, excuse me, I'm, I'm still getting over COVID. But, um, you know, I think you look at these large districts, and I don't know what's going on there. Because Clark, I mean, Clark County, they – they, there's like 35 schools in Clark County and none of them played in the spring or the fall. I mean, those kids lost a full year and they, they let them do a 14 day practice. Um, and then they could culminate that with a scrimmage. Like really? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, I, I just, you know, it's just ridiculous. You know, as well, the thought is if you can scrimmage, if you can practice for two weeks and then scrimmage, why couldn't you have had a season? hundred percent. You know, right. it, hey guys, in the article that that I'm I, I'm reading that I read earlier and I'm reading again, he learned that he was fired um, through social media. He said, "I found out through Twitter." Uh, you know, it would have been nice to get some sort of formal email or phone call or something. He had added that the district recently asked him if he would uh, resign or want to be fired. He told the district, "Oh no, you're going to have to fire me." That was a month and a half ago. And uh, there's been no word since. And then he saw that his his job was posted on social media. And he said, I've not heard one word. But obviously, I've been fired since they posted uh, my job. Hey, uh, to, me, to me, he's a, he's a coach of the year candidate, to be honest with you. Yeah, I... I Look, I agree with you, to be honest with you. And and this Madison Football Club has had some success. Yep. And, you know, they've been they've been winning some games. And I just uh, – I'm going to get a hold of, of him. And I'd like to get the hold of, hold of the athletic director or somebody from the school. I don't think they'll come on. But I would assume <laughs> that – I would assume that he would and other athletic directors, you know, throughout the state that might be looking for a head football coach. I got to believe that, you know what – that Brad Murphy might be a guy that somebody's going to call and say, hey, you know what, come on over. Let's at least sit down and have a conversation. Maybe you're the right guy for our program. Hey, Bart, what uh, what else is going on in, in Las Vegas? We're going to talk a little bit about the difference, you know, with with Vegas and Wisconsin spring football, but just checking in on you and your family. How, how are things going? And you had said that you're just getting over COVID. Um, how are you feeling? I'm, I, I'm actually feeling – I'm probably – 
back to about 90, 90%. Uh, just the, um, you know, the, the stamina, physical, physical stamina is the last thing to, to come back. I, and that's from pretty much from everybody that I've talked to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got through it. I had like three or four tough days and then, uh, then started getting better. So, uh, and the family's doing well. My wife's doing great. Um, uh, we put in a pool at our house, uh, this, this winter. Um, and we just opened I think the, the first time we got in was last weekend. So oh. and we'll, and we'll probably head in there today. <laughs> Maybe every, may every day from here on out. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's getting there. It's getting there. Hey, Bart, we opened our pool this week too. And, um, we haven't been in it yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 I think it's supposed to probably be in the low 90s today, so we'll we'll, we'll probably we'll probably head in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to get just so you know it's it's hottest can be here. It's going to almost get to 50. So oh yeah, there you go. Hey, I hey I'm man enough to get in uh, Swiddle's pool. If he invites me, I'll dive right in, man. If he can chip <laughs> off welcome. the if he can chip off the ice, um, I'm in. <laughs> we are no, there's no ice. It's ready to go. There you go. We are talking with Mark Mike Bartholomew. He's a retired, obviously, Oak Creek Hall of Fame coach. He's now coaching at Faith Lutheran in Las Vegas. Hey, Coach, um, let's talk a little bit about the program at Faith Lutheran in Las Vegas. Is it a, a big program? You got a lot of kids uh, playing football there? Well, we have the, the school in and of itself, I think we have like about 1,100, 1100 students. Uh, we are in the largest division, 5A, um, because I still, I still don't have a handle on all the rules out here. Um, and being an assistant, that's really – I don't need to worry about all those rules anymore. Um, but we're in 5A, so uh, we would play Bishop Gorman, which I'm sure you've heard oh, of. Oh, boy, yeah. Um, and the other schools. We actually did we did play Gorman this year, which we can talk about in a little bit. Um, but we have a, probably about 100 kids in the program, so it's not a huge program uh, like I'm used to. Um, you know, so we have to practice uh, a little bit differently than we did in my years at Oak Creek and, and Kenosha Bradford. Um, but we've got some really talented kids. We're a private school, um, and we don't have school of choice uh, in Nevada. Um, you know, so so it's a different, um, I, I probably a different demographic than you see in some of the private schools uh, back in Wisconsin. Bart, I've I've been out there and I've I watched you guys practice. I believe it was maybe two like springs two ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you know I was just impressed by the athletes you have. There's no question. And you know I think it, everybody wants to know how does how does football in Las Vegas compare to football in just say Wisconsin? I would say Las Vegas probably has the strongest programs in the state of Nevada. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Well, there's two there's two metropolitan areas that have the majority of the population. And that's, that's Southern Nevada with uh, Las Vegas and then Reno up in the North, uh, Northwest side of the state. Um, you know, and that's like seven hours away. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Nevada has the athletes out here um, are, I think the skill kids are better here, but the linemen are better back in Wisconsin. That that's that's how I would gauge the talent. 
You know, Bart, that is exactly something that uh, Jovan DeWitt, who's now at the University of North Carolina, he's a Tulsa East guy, he's coached everywhere, including Nebraska with Scott Frost. But when he was in Florida, he told me the same thing that, you know, we have great skill kids here in Florida, but the linemen in Wisconsin are just flat out better. Well, you know, and and I think it's it's got something to do with, you know, I, I think there's a there's a little bit more of a a, a toughness with the linemen in Wisconsin um, as opposed to out here. Not not that our kids aren't tough, but it, it just I guess hard nose would be another term. Um, you know, but the linemen are much more physical in Wisconsin, and their willingness to be physical is 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 higher in Wisconsin as well. Hey, boys, um, we got to get to a break. On this side of the break, we'll continue our conversation uh, with Mike Bartholomew, retired Elk Creek coach, Hall of Fame member in the WFCA, now coaching at Faith Lutheran in Las Vegas. And we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the difference and, and some of the practice things that they do that, you know, I don't know how many days they get, that kind of stuff, but we're going to find out. On the other side of the break, this is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. Past president of WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member and associate head coach at Heartland Arrowhead. And our special guest is Mike Bartholomew. He's a retired Elk Creek coach. He's now coaching at Faith Lutheran in Las Vegas. Hey, Mike, when, you know you had said in that first segment, look, I don't know 100% all the rules out here, but I don't need to because I'm an assistant coach. Are there some rules that, that, that have jumped off the page at you with you going, boy, this is really nice. We get to do this. Or, boy, I can't believe that they're holding us back from doing this. Well, um, in Wisconsin, you get the five days during the summer. Um, and in Nevada, you can pretty much practice year-round. I mean, you know, I mean, unpadded, uh, but I, 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 you can, it's almost like, you know, I, I always tell the guys out here, it's like the wild west out here. I mean, like you can practice as much as you want. And, you know, and, and to me, I've always felt, you know, because I, I didn't mind the five days back in Wisconsin, as long as everybody follows the rule and, and even the spirit of the rule, then everybody is on a level playing field. Um, and, and I know there's abuses of that five days back in Wisconsin. And I know there's abuses of really the unlimited, you know, unlimited unpadded contact out here. Um, you know, so again, as, as a, as a teacher, you know, if you're teaching five classes, six preps, you know, you may not want to be practicing year round because well, number one, you don't get paid for it. I mean, you don't get paid much anyway. And then, um, you know, but I think from a player development, um, I think the, I think the kids get better, but I think there's, you know, like this year we had the world's longest off season. We started back in June and pretty much practiced like two or three days a week from June until August. And then the season was officially cut. 
And then we went to two days a week from September all the way through till Christmas. And then we started up back in January, two days a week, and then we started our practice, I think it was like the first week of February. So, I mean, that was like the season. It was like, it was like the world's longest off season. And from, and I coach and I'm coaching the offensive line and we had a bunch of restrictions about what we could, about how close we could, you know, the social distancing, Um, you know, so, I mean, from a line perspective, you know, we had to create these drills that, um, that were not, you know, they were the best we could get, but I don't think they were that, I don't think we made some, we didn't make the strides that we'd hoped to make had we had all that time in a normal practice situation. You know, I'm taking it a step further. Um, I know your non-conference schedule, you play teams from California and Arizona, and you've told yeah. me some of the rules, uh, especially in California, that just blew me away when you when you talk, talked about those. Oh, well, the, tra- the transfer rules, cause, you know, and, and I've discovered this by getting to know people out here that know California. And, and that, to me, you know, like you hear of St. John, Don Bosco, Modern Day, um, all those big-time schools, you know, and those big time programs out there. Well, the influx of transfers in the, the amount of transfers in California, it, it's pretty much unregulated. Now there was a court case that uh, the California association lost. Um, so now it's pretty much just open season. So what happens is, and I'll, and I'll, it, and this to me is shocking. So there might be a kid um, that transfers into modern day for his senior year um, for football, right? So he plays for modern day, okay? But modern day has requirements, um, graduation requirements, that really you had to been there for four years. So what happens is these kids come in and play at modern day, help them win a California Northern, Northern Championship or whatever, but then they have to transfer back to their school because they can't graduate from modern day. They have to go back to their high school, um, and then, you know, you know, whatever their public high school and then go, go to graduate there. You know, I mean, like, is that, is that what high school really should be, you know, or are we into the college model or are we into the college model? Cause that's the same thing of the schools that we played in Arizona. Too, wow. You know? And, and one, and, and another difference, which I thought was, I was actually shocked with is that they, they let, they let 19 year olds play here, which you know, so you're, you, you've seen a lot of kids get held back and they'll do eighth grade twice before they enter high school. You know, so there's a lot of 19-year-olds playing um, at some of these schools as well. Well, that's what that J.T. Daniels, who's at right. now Georgia, he did right. that. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he, he spent two years in eighth grade. Right. It's Oh, it's much more prevalent than you might think. Wow. Hey, you had mentioned uh, Bishop Gorman. Uh, in our first segment, and looking at the, their their head coach, who first year I believe, and he was a, an assistant at Faith Lutheran for a couple of yeah. years, and he moved over to Texas. We went to Texas for a bit, and now he's he's returned and Gorman uh, at Bishop Gorman, and uh, boy, that program. And I've looked a lot at that program here this morning. I'll tell you what, that is just, and, and I've heard of them and watched them on ESPN. But my goodness, that program yeah, is unbelievable. 
Yeah, they're awfully good. I mean, we played them this year. Um, they beat us 43-0. Um, and, and they have – they actually have – one of their starting inside linebackers played at Faith for, two, uh, I believe, two years, his freshman and sophomore year, and then transferred to St. John Don Bosco and then left Bosco and then ended up at Gorman. You know, and, and this kid is going to Michigan State. So they had, I'm trying to think on their defense, I think they had six power five commits on oh. defense. You know, and, and I'm like, holy cow. I mean, it, they, they were, and I told Tom, Tom's coming out to Las Vegas. That's this, this coming week, right, Tom? Yeah, Monday. Monday. So, and I told Tom, I said, when I get, when you come out, I'll show you the film. I mean, because those kids, I mean, power, you know, like I, you guys were talking about the Fond du Lac game. Well, I stream, I stream these games too. And I watched Fond du Lac, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And that Braylon Allen kid, hey, those power five guys, they pop out on film. Braylon, I mean, he looks like a man among boys there on those films. You know, and, and I wasn't able to watch that stream last night of the Fond du Lac Kimberly game, but you know, just watching him, and I think I saw his stats. He had like 275 yards on like 13 carries. I mean, yeah. he's a fourteen. Yeah, but would, and again, you're talking about five, six, seven guys on the defense um, right. at at Bishop Gordon. That that's just incredible to me. That oh. got those many athletes and, and kids that are going to that level. Uh, certainly, and I, and I looked at. At uh, your website as well, I know there's a kid going to Brigham Young. There's some kids from your school that are going to some some pretty high level football programs yeah. as well. But boy, that number jumps off the page. Well, put it in perspective, Mike. That was Faith Lutheran's only loss this this spring was to right. Bishop Gorman. Man, right. right. And 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 we finished three and one. We you know we were very competitive. We had uh, uh, we played very well. We've had some. Uh, we have a new head coach. He was the uh, He's the former head coach at UNLV, uh, Mike Sanford. Great guy, uh, just doing it because he loves coaching. Um, and you know, and and, and we we've made some strides, but the the difference is is that we have to play kids both ways versus a lot of these schools that have a hundred juniors and seniors. And you know, whether we can hold up for a whole season of playing a kid both ways. Because like in the in the Bishop Gorman game by the by the fourth quarter there were three uh, three of the linemen were out so we were playing with three backups by the time we got to the fourth quarter Oof. and that and that that that's not a good recipe for success no not uh, not at all hey Mike <laughs> we uh, we really appreciate your time and and it always goes way too quick and make sure that. Uh, that we get you back on the docket either on on this show or my high school football show. And it's always really interesting to the people here to hear the differences between Wisconsin and a place like Nevada. So thank you very much. Hey, I appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you guys. Hey, get Tom, t- I will see you this week. Absolutely. Yeah, get uh, get in that pool and do, do oh, don't yeah. do not text me a picture of you, you know, in your bathing suit ready to get in. I don't want to see that. I'll yeah. tell you. Please yeah. don't. Hey, thanks. I, I have a first. I, I have a. I'm a radio guy. There we go. Beautiful. <laughs> you know what? Join the club, brother. He is uh, Mike Bartholomew, again, retired Oak Creek coach. He's now coaching at Faith Lutheran in Las Vegas. On the other side of the break, head football coach at Sun Prairie, uh, Brian Kaminsky is going to join us, and we'll talk to him a little bit about the update on the spring football season, how it went, and his plans as the president.
of the WFCA. He is uh, president-elect, so we'll find out what changes he's making and if he's hired his security staff or not, because as the president of WFCA, that's what you get, I think. <laughs> this is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? Early in the morning. Put him in the brig until he's sober. Put him in the brig until he's sober. Put him in the brig until he's sober. Oh, welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. This song has nothing to do with our next guest. Has nothing to do with Brian Kaminsky, that football coach at Sun Prairie. Just I, I picked the music and that's what I played. Had nothing to do with you, coach. That's NFL I'll be Phil's music. I was, laugh, I was laughing in the background, thinking, "What the heck did I do here? Drinking diet sodas already, or what?" I just I thought, man, what a perfect spot to have Coach Kaminsky in, head football coach at Sun Prairie, and again, he is uh, president elect of the WFCA. Hey, Coach, uh, let's talk a little bit about spring football and how it went at Sun Prairie. Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, just uh, the emotional uh, toll that it took on everybody, you know, from back in the fall trying to figure out if we're going to play. And, and to be honest, I, I was probably pretty happy, a little disappointed at the time when the Big 8 made the decision to go ahead and, uh, you know, not play in the fall. It at least gave us a sense of knowing what we were doing, right, versus – sitting here trying to plan if we're playing, if we're not playing. I know I talked to coaches throughout the state, and they were just confused what they were going to do and what they weren't going to do. And, and then the alternate spring came, and uh, there was a lot of time in the offseason trying to figure out who you're going to play, how you're going to run practice, what uh, mitigation policies you have to follow, and all that stuff. And as we know, things have been uh, very fluid uh, all the time. So you're trying to get a schedule figured out. You're trying to figure out how you can run practice. You're trying to figure out the weather. Uh, we were blessed. we got a brand-new stadium this year. Um, so the turf field definitely helped us able to run practice. And, uh, you know, you took it day by day, just uh, fingers crossed that everything was going to go well. Uh, you know, but uh, we got six games in. And, uh, you know, if you asked me last fall if we got six games in, we'd be happy. And the answer was yes. And, of course, as you get through it and you're having a season, you want more, you want to get greedy. But uh, we're happy to get six games in, and I, and I thought it went very well. Coach, you had, as you said, six games. But did you have an opportunity to play a seventh game? I mean, was there any way that you and Wanaki could have hooked up two undefeated teams? <laughs> we would have loved to. Uh, we, you know, we, we approached the Badger because in our area, uh, Madison School District decided not to play. Uh, so we approached the Badger Conference and said maybe can the four teams from the Big Eight uh, join the Badger Conference for a little bit. And uh, for whatever reason, that got denied. Uh, so we were, we were hoping to play uh, some of those teams with a crossover. It would have been a great game, we know. And then we actually scheduled – uh, James Craig for a week seven opponent, and then you know, like three four weeks ago, due to numbers, they they canceled that game, and and we reached out to a few people. Uh, Key School Board, I think, said they were done after week six because the spring sports starting, and and some other people, and so then we just decided that you know, after we played Middleton for the second time, it was going to be over. Hey, coach, we had talked in the first segment about, uh, and we'll just touch on this for a minute and get your your opinion on it. But the Madison West coach uh, Brad Murphy, who um, believes he was let go. He started that club, and 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 again, I, I read a couple of things and listened to him, and, and he did it for all the right reasons because he felt bad and he thought that that mentally these kids needed to get on the field. And now it looks like he's out looking, might be out looking for a job. And and, and your thought on that? Boy, yeah. Uh, um, you know, first off, I, I give him a, a lot of respect. Him and I talk quite a bit 
you know, and, and let's be honest, when our kids came back, I don't know who needed it more, our kids or myself, to be honest with you, our community. It was just such a, a great thing to look, see the look in their eyes, how excited they were to be back on the field and, and doing what, you know, doing what they normally do with their buddies. So uh, I, I think he did a, uh, an admirable job of, of coming out and, and doing what he could to get kids in that area uh, that were told by administration that uh, they weren't going to be able to allow it to play football, but he did a, a great job getting things together. Um, and, and do it the right way, um, you know, and give those kids a great opportunity. And then I, you know, I, I think their school district gets put in a little bit of a, a situation there because, you know, you got four schools in the Madison area, and they're, you know, unfortunately they were told they weren't allowed to have sports, uh, football, and and and, and this guy, he, Coach Murphy was, you know, going to hey said I'm going to do what's right for kids. Uh, if I lose my job, I lose my job. I think the right thing is that we're going to play. It's been proven throughout the state that athletics can be played safely, and um, and I give him all the credit in the world for doing that. And realize I'm just going to do this for the kids. It wasn't about him. It was about what he could do for those student-athletes and give them a great experience. Hey, Brian, you know, I may... What I don't understand is, you know, obviously they're playing a schedule against other high school teams, and it's sanctioned by the WIAA. And to have such a controversy over that, I, I just don't get it. But again, I don't know all the specifics of it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the way I know it is, is you know, those four schools got told they couldn't do, you know, their bosses told them they couldn't offer sports. They didn't think it was safe at the time. Um, and, and so then he went out and did what he could to give those kids an opportunity. I guess the school district is saying, we told you, you can't do that. And he said, that's fine. You can fire me. I'm going to go ahead and, and do what I can to give these kids an experience. And I think that's how, that's how, that's how it shook out and, and good for him and good for those families and, and great for the people that supported him. Uh, to give those kids an opportunity because, as we know, there's a big cost to doing all that stuff. And uh, from everything I know, people came together and really helped them out, and that's, that's great for those kids. Yeah, I'm a, hey, I'm going to reach out, Brian, uh, to get a phone number for, for uh, Coach Murphy because I have not met him or talked to him, and, and uh, I sure would like to because, like you just said, good for him. I got uh, Mike Bartholomew out in Nevada said he should be up for Coach of the Year. Is is what yeah. I think of that. So we, we may we'll reach get out on next show, Mike. Yeah, let's do that, uh, Tom. I'd really, I, I would uh, enjoy that for sure. Hey, um, Brian, when when your kids came out and and you got a chance to play those six games, uh, you had to feel really good about how how they came together. They were chomping at the bit, obviously, to get on the field and 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 certainly experience this new stadium that you guys have. Did the numbers as strong as you had hoped as far as the the amount of kids participating? Yeah, our, our numbers were great. Uh, you know, I think we had uh, about 170 kids uh, throughout the program, ninth through 12th grade, and at a large school that's normally right about where we're at. You know, we had some kids asking, uh, you know, what are we going to do when the when the sports overlap? Because that was a big issue. And I give all our our coaches a, a great deal of, of credit in, in handling that the right way. You know, we're told kids you don't have to choose baseball, you don't have to choose football, lacrosse, whatever, soccer, whatever. You know, we're going to allow you an opportunity to do both, and we're going to schedule things. It got a little crazy those last two weeks where kids are gone for a baseball game or a lacrosse game. But you know what? We had to do what's best for these student athletes. If they wanted to play both, you know, they didn't ask to be put in this situation. They needed some positive things. And um, so we were able to do that. The kids were so excited to be back. You know, I, I think one thing that you saw was these kids were engaged a lot more in school again once they were back on that football field. Um, you know, the, the amount that that drives kids for success, not only uh, on their athletic field, but in the way they do things in the classroom as well. It was, it was great for them to get back, and it was a huge, huge plus for our student-athletes. Coach, I'm sure that uh, you had to approach things a little differently. You've already mentioned that. You were uh, trying to incorporate the opportunity to do other things. 
You know, so what have you learned by your spring experience and what might you carry over to, to the fall experience? You know, I think the biggest thing is time, right? You know, as a football coach, you want as much time, or as any coach, right? You think you need all this time in the world, and, and uh, you know, we need some, there's no doubt, but uh, the unique part of playing in the spring was you didn't have a true two-a-day setting in the fact that, you know, we were in school when we first started, so you're able to have really one practice a day and get ready for your first game, so you essentially had about half the time as you normally would. And, you know, were we a little bit behind? Yeah, probably, but I, I think as coaches, sometimes we got to remember that, uh, you know, longer on your, uh, the more time you spend on the practice field isn't always productive, right? Uh, how do you get these right. kids doing what they need to do uh, in a short amount of time? And I think that's something that we'll carry over till next year and, and realize that we can do some things in a little bit shortened deal. Um, you know, for us, we've also been a program that we don't wear shoulder pads a lot uh, at practice. We don't do a lot of hitting at practice. Uh, we'll teach tackling with the, the tackle wheels and the hawk tackling and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, so we really backed off tackling even uh, or live stuff even a little bit more, and I think we'll continue to do that as well. We are uh, talking to Brian Kaminsky, head football coach at Sun Prairie. He's also president-elect of the WFCA. We're going to be holding him over for another segment and talk to him a little bit about that part of his life. Hey, Coach, you had, you had said um, the, that the kids seemed to be more engaged in the classroom once we got them out to the football field. I think that's such an important statement that you made that I think that it, it, we need to we need to put that on a megaphone and let other people know that are making some decisions that look you saw it you felt it these kids were more engaged in the classroom once they were able we were able to get them out to the field and get them practicing with uh, in football and I think that the most important part about that is that that y- you believe these kids were more engaged in the classroom and I think that's so important that people understand that without a doubt you know and that, that's part of your role as a football coach is to make sure that they're engaged and stuff but it's hard when when you're not seeing them it's hard when they're doing everything by zoom but you know just we didn't have to get on them anymore you know when, once we got to practice it was kind of like they wanted to be back in school they wanted to be back engaged and doing what they do because they knew how important that was. And I think some of them lost that for a little bit. And, you know, and for a lot of these kids, as a coach, you become their, you know, their, their, you know, sometimes even a parent figure for a lot of these kids. And, and, and they realize once you see them, how much you love them and how much you care about them. And that gives them a little uh, giddy up in their step. And, uh, but I, I do believe that, you know, sports definitely help, <laughs> helps kids out in the classroom and, and vice versa, right? Uh, I know when I was in high school, if I didn't have sports, I, I don't know how good of a student I, I would have been, but uh, it's great to, great to see these kids come back and, and, and do things together and I think that is a that is a big plus for everybody yeah I, I there's no doubt about that guys we're going to get to a break other side of the break we'll talk a little bit more about the WFCA stuff and and what's going on with them and and Brian Kaminsky who's the president-elect of the WFCA if uh talk to him a little bit about some of his plans as the president uh, and that's coming up soon so we'll find out from him some of the things that he's thinking with that this is the pick and save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association presented by Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin, on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. He's the associate head coach at Arrowhead. 
And our special guest, Brian Kaminsky, head football coach at Sun Prairie, also president-elect of the WFCA. Hey, before we get to that, Brian, one quick question. One of the things that we had talked about with teams that are playing in the spring is for those juniors and sophomores, are they going to have enough time to recoup and get ready to go again come end of July, early August? Uh, Your feeling on that? Yeah, you know, it was something we were definitely worried about. But as we went through it, uh, I think our kids will be just fine. And it's going to be a quick turnaround. It's, it's weird, right? It's right when you finish the season, people are always asking, what are you doing for the summer? It's like, well, I haven't even thought about that. I'm just trying to get through our season. But, uh, you know, I think, like, like we said before, uh, one of the things we try to do is not do a lot of hitting at practice, sort of limit that wear and tear a little bit on our on our players. And, and we came out of things uh, pretty healthy. We didn't have a ton of injuries, which was great. Uh, so it'll be a quick turnaround, but we kind of, Liking it to, you know, spring football at the college level and turn around and play in a season. So, uh, you know, it wasn't as much pounding as a normal season is going to go. You know, we're guaranteed nine games, ten if you're in the playoffs and more, but we got six. So uh, we think our kids will be all right, but it'll be something we'll definitely pay attention to early on the, in the off season and early on the season next year. Yeah, I think there's going to be a good transition, Mike. You know, if you look at 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you might question that just because of the way practices were run. But with the new acclimatization rules and the things that people follow, as as Coach Kaminsky said, there's a lot less wear and tear on the body, and, and I think people will be just fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I think so as well. And I was worried about that, Tommy. But then you start talking to guys like Coach Kaminsky, and they obviously had that in mind when when he said, "Look, we we don't do a lot of hitting anyway, but we really kind of pull back even more uh, this year, and we got a lot done in less time." And I I think that uh, those guys are going to be fine. Hey, Tom, it's it's always important. You know, for an organization like the WFCA to, to have, you know, new guys kind of come in and, and with some thoughts and ideas and, and, and just kind of new blood and to be able to kind of get with everybody and start start moving WFCA um, bigger, better and things like that. And it's cool that Brian's uh, certainly jumping in and going to be involved. It really is. You know, one of the things, and, and we've talked about it, Mike, you know, the, the age of the, the guys that are, you know, on the executive board right now that are doing all the things and, and keeping it going is, is getting up there. And it's great to get younger blood in there like Brian and other people who have who have stepped up and, and are taking on more responsibility. And, you know, Brian has been a rep, a district rep and now region rep for a number of years. So Brian certainly understands how the WFCA operates and all the things we're involved in. And, uh, you know, Brian, you know, your motivation for running for the president role, was there any one thing that, uh, you know, is on your platform that, that you want to implement? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is just keeping this game going in the right direction. I, I think the um, leadership before me has done a tremendous job with that, and we've grown uh, this game tremendously. I, I think the biggest thing is in the last couple of years that we've done a great job is the safety component to the game. And, uh and that was a huge topic of debate for a little while there. I think we've done that. For me, I think, you know, they're going to listen to what people want to have done. But, you know, I, I want to make sure we're talking things about the younger levels. So I think that's where things start. I'm a little worried. You know, we've got to keep our numbers growing. Um, we've got to do it safely. Um, how do we uh, allow kids to be multiple sport athletes? I, I think those are some of the bigger things. And I think all that stuff starts at the youth level. So, you know, that's something I, I want to talk about quite a bit and, and make sure we're dialing in at the youth level and, I know it's different from community to community, and I think it always will be, but what can we present as the WFCA as what we think is the, the best way to handle the youth and, and get everybody's input and, and do that together? Because that's, that's the future of football, right? I mean, 
you know, I, you know, I'm not that young anymore. You know, I'm 48 now, but uh, you know, we were young to compared the... to me, my <laughs> yeah, and me. <laughs> Man, I would, yeah, I would card you if you walked into my bar. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Brian, one of the things that, that I've seen happen uh, under the leadership of Dan Brunner and, and, and Coach Swiddle and Doug Sarver is there has been more of a, look, we're going to, instead of working against the WIA and a lot of things and fighting, we're going to try to come in the middle and see if we can't work together on some stuff. And I think they've shown over the years, and maybe they've, they've, they, they should take this model you know, to the country because well, I think what they've done is they've been able to say, Hey, look, we really want to get this done, and if we have to just you know give in a little bit in order to do that, then let's figure it out and let's sit at the table and say what's best for these kids is really what we're trying to accomplish, and and I'm hoping that that you have seen that over the years, and that's something that as the the president of w, WFCA, if it makes sense to do, that you'll continue. Well, it sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it should, right? I mean, if we want to do what's best for student athletes, we we got to work together in a partnership. And I think, uh, like you said, the, the you know Tom and Dan and Tony have done a and Doug Sarver have done a great job with that. It was shown with the the whole realignment process. I, I think that that was brought forward, and then the WFCA really did a great job of putting that together. And unfortunately, this was the year that that stuff was supposed to come to fruition and and lay out this year. Uh, and it was all over the map of different. Schools play in different ways because of the COVID protocols. So hopefully we get back to normalcy next fall. We can see how that works. We can see how the playoff seating works out. And, and, and whatever we can do to make that playoff seating process the best, I, I think, is, is something we want to do as well. But, again, there's got to be a partnership with the WIA. And I, I do like how things have been moving forward with them where it seems they've been, uh, you know, maybe it takes us one or two times to push something through, but at least they're willing to listen and, and we're able to tweak things and have a, a big input in the, in the future of our, of our sport. You know, Brian, um, one of the things that will be coming up under your leadership is is going to be, you know, the conference, the football-only conferences, you know, every two years you can sort of, I don't know what the word is, you know, reapply to get into a different conference. So we haven't gone through that yet, and that's something that uh, you're going to have to oversee. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, you're just going to, you know, it's a tough spot as we're finding out down in this area because Sun Prairie is going to split into two schools. Uh, you know, there's going to be a, a Sun Prairie East and, and the other school on the other side of town. And, uh, uh, you know, so that caused some realignment issues uh, around this area. And there's some people that liked them, and there's some people that uh, I know got pushed to other places that, that weren't happy. Uh, so we're going to have to listen to those people. And, you know, that's where you put your hat on and try to do what's right for everybody. And, and as a head coach already, you know, you can't please everybody, but you, you listen to membership and, and you get listen to people uh, like yourselves that have been through all this stuff and try to have grown the sport in a tremendous way. And I feel like I've got a great relationship with those people that have led in the past. And I know, you know, there's just a phone call away, whether it's Hulk or whether it's Tom, whether it's Dan, uh, Tony, we're all in this thing together. And what can we do to make this work for everybody? And, and that will be a different challenge, a unique challenge. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to be done. I just think it's going to be done by all of us together and hopefully done the right way. Hey Brian, you know the cool part is is you're not walking into a to a a corporation that's broken. You got to fix it. You know this is the WFCA does such good things and great things with the clinic and the All Star Game and and the Combine. You know they have such those staple really great events that they already have in place and they can you know try to make them a little bit better or tweak them a little bit to get you know to get better as far as numbers and stuff. But man, you're walking in I think to an organization that really gets it. 
and and you certainly will fit right into that. And that's an exciting place to to go and, and say, look, I I am the president elect, and and there are things that I'm not going to touch, but there are some things that I definitely want to want to adjust. Exactly, you know, and that's the credit to those guys that have been doing what they what they've been doing over the years. And you're right, it's in a tremendous spot, and, and then it just, you know, it's like being a head coach on the football field, right? You, you rely on your assistants, and we got a lot of great people that are district reps that are maybe head coaches that aren't a district rep that you can rely on and, and talk to and that have been through a lot of things uh, over the years. And you just get, get everybody's input, and, and how do we do this thing together? Because it's not a one-man show, as everybody can attest to. It takes multiple people to do this thing, and, and that's why we are one of the best associations throughout the country, uh, and we're very proud of that. 100%. Well, there's no question, Mike, that Brian is viewed as a leader, and we're very excited to have him in the president-elect role. Boy, that's awesome. Hey, Coach, thanks a lot. Really appreciate a few minutes of your time. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure that, that that idea of all this summer vacation that you may have had a few years ago, that doesn't really come to play much anymore. You guys are starting football here in a couple of months. So, hey, it's always good talking to you, Coach, and uh, have a great weekend. Hey, thank you guys for all you do. We appreciate uh, the opportunity and reach out to me. I'll get you Coach Murphy's number. I think he'd be a great guy to have on the show and share his opinion so people up on Milwaukee uh, know what he's all about and, and why he did things. I think that'd be awesome. And uh, thank you for the music, man. I love that song. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> you, you know, what do you do with a drunken sailor? He is Brian Kaminsky, head coach at Sun Prairie. Other side of the break, we're not playing that song. The current electric student athlete of the week is Luke Gilmore. Burlington Catholic Central. We'll have uh, Luke join us on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan.